was absolutely insane. I really, I don't, I, I don't have. Uh, it's kind of hard for me to to really put into words of how that second half sort of processed with me as I'm sitting there in the stadium as we welcome you here into the Sherwin-Williams Beaver postgame call-in show on 1240 Joe Radio. TJ Matthewson with Dale Hummel helping out in our KEJO studios. I'm sitting there in the third quarter of this game, and it's 31-10. I'm sitting outside in the auxiliary seating, freezing. And at that point, there's a thought in my mind. Well, I could go inside earlier. This game's over. I did think that. And I believe some words in my tweet that I tweeted out after Oregon went up 31 to 10. Or it was probably a score away from being over. One more. That's it. And I'm looking at the Oregon State offense that had just turned the ball over again. Three total turnovers on the day. Two Goldbranson interceptions. Trayshawn Harrison a fumble. And I didn't see a comeback. I didn't. I didn't see it, but I was wrong. Wow, I was wrong. The Beavers, after that turnover, that third turnover, did not throw another pass the rest of the game. They did not. In the second half, they completed two passes and ran the ball 21 times. That is incredible. The fact you can beat a top 10 team by doing one thing, and they just ran down their throat that game maybe I don't know if it's a Mount Rushmore game for me because I have no real affiliation to either of these teams but man in quality of game amazing that's got to be a top a Mount Rushmore Civil War rivalry game moment it has to be right I'd like to hear where you rank this game when you call in here on the Sherwin-Williams Beaver post-game call-in show. 541-497-5356. The Downward Dog phone line, the University Honda text line. It's going to be a busy show. I know that. We went uh, over an hour and a half last year for this Civil War rivalry game edition. I would imagine this one could go longer as well. I want to hear where you rank this game, what you're looking forward to for the bowl season. I mean, just whatever is on your mind, because to be honest, there's there's so much to look at with this game, but I don't want to take up all this airwaves for that amazing game, because you guys are the ones that listen to this and watch this every single year. And to have a moment like this, it truly is special. Let's start out here on the Sherwin-Williams Beaver postgame call and show and go to the Downward Dog phone line. Ryan is first. Ryan, good evening. Ryan. Hey, TJ, how's it going? I'm good. How are you doing? I, well, now I'm doing fantastic. Um, yeah, hey, uh, I, this is kind of off topic really quick. I right. heard you on the, um, the Beaver's Edge podcast this week, and I agree with you that Thanksgiving can be any meat you want. If you want to have steak for Thanksgiving, <laughs> go for it. I'm Thank in a full of green. Thank you. I love the start. We're off to a good one. Yes. <laughs> So I'm with you there this morning. I had leftover mashed potatoes, stuffing, and steak for breakfast. Nice. So I'm with you there. So steak was on the menu for you for Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Attaboy. Attaboy. I love that. I love that. Good. There's no, if it's a good cut of meat, it's a good cut of meat. It doesn't matter where it came from. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think turkey might be overrated sometimes, but You're not uh, wrong. it is what it is. All right. What, what about the game today, Ryan? About the game, uh, first of all, Jonathan Smith is a blessing from heaven. Uh, he has made our program relevant once again. And I, I 
am so glad. Like we, we diamond in the rough. I can't believe that he's our coach. He is so good. I love him. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's really good. And just the fact they're able. I I don't know if he was one who said something. If another coach said something, or it was the players who sort of helped turn this thing around in the third quarter, I'd imagine maybe it was a combination of all, but that's Jonathan's culture there at work. And I don't know if it it was his executive decision to go only runs there in the second half, but I'm sure he had a big part of it. And again, just speaks to where this program is at and a phenomenal, a phenomenal sort of really just star on his resume uh, for this turnaround job here in Corvallis. Absolutely, and I think that he probably recognized, hey, you know what? The passing game isn't really working for us tonight. Let's run it down their throats. Even without Damien, he said, you know, I hope he's okay. Obviously, I think he's still the best runner on our team, but even without him, we just said, you know, let's shove it down their throats, and that's exactly what they did, and I I'm, I'm, love that. Yeah, I, I, I did too. Really just sort of embracing the identity too and and even when you have your fourth string running back in there, Isaiah Newell didn't really seem to matter, right? It, it was still, you know, our offensive line is just that much better than your defense is at, at stopping the run. So I was really impressed with that as well. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I you know, it it could have been, it, it may not been, have been the best runner in there, but our offensive line took care of business, and I'm absolutely happy for that. Um, one thing I want to mention is the when we were in the red zone um, and driving and there was some spotting controversy, honestly, fire those reps. I'm not saying we got the first down. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the spot, two spots were completely incorrect. We're wrong. They were wrong. I don't know. That's horrible. I don't know what was worse, the the original spot or that they confirmed it. I, we're we're the yeah, press exactly. is on our side. We were sitting on the five yard line, and that was yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, it, it I I am of the mindset sometimes that there's a conspiracy that Oregon State is not allowed to be a good team for whatever reason that might be. There's just it started with honestly the, the Washington game last year where the spot was terrible. Somehow we're just not allowed to have a correct spot. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah, it, I, the whole, the, the Pac-12 refereeing system needs to be uprooted completely. Uh, I, you say it's a, for the Beavers, but to be honest, I mean, we've watched enough of this conference. <laughs> it's not just that. It's, it's just so bad. And I don't think Klyovkov was in, in town today. To, to watch that debacle, but I'm sure he's going to hear about it. Eventually, they have to do something to show they actually care about fixing this issue. So we're going to have to see on that. You got anything else, Ryan? Yeah, a couple more things. Um, first of all, um, my birthday is November 30th, so the end of November is always a very special time for me because I get to watch the Civil War kind of on my, around my birthday weekend, and so this, if nothing else, has made my... I will say my 30th, the end of my 20s, my birthday weekend's absolutely spectacular. I could not be happier. That's fantastic. Happy uh, happy big 3L. It's a it's a big one, Ryan. I'm still a little bit away from that, but I'll let you enjoy it yourself. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, last couple things. 
first of all, the Beavers recorded a sack, which what is that the fourth sack of yep. the season? Yep, yep, yep. So, you know, even to get one, I think is a milestone to just show how great this Beavers defense is. It's even even with a hobbled Bo Nix, which I you know give them credit for. We still recorded the sack, and the defense did what they had to do, even when the offense was struggling a little bit. And they adjusted, right? They they were getting just shredded by that quick passing game, and I'm sitting there in the third quarter wondering how they're going to stop it, but they did. <laughs> they did stop it eventually there in that fourth quarter, and all credit goes to uh, to Trent Bray for whatever buttons he was pushing there uh, to get the result he wanted. It, it looked like, I mean, that Kenny Dillingham was really just was out coaching the Beavers defensive personnel. But in the end, I think Trent brand company did get the last laugh. No, I agree. And I mean, at this point, do you really actually want Kenny Dillingham at ASU? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes. I don't, I don't know how many Herm Edwards games you watched, but I really like, (laughs) yes, I do. (laughs) All right. That's fair enough. Well, uh, you asked at the, at the top of this um, Colin show, where do we rank this, this rivalry game? And I would say it's, absolutely in the top four okay do you think you could put it higher than four or is it too tough to rank well i I would say the uh the 07 game and then uh the one where that we talked you guys talked about this week where there was i think there was a double ot win is maybe top three um so i would say top three top four is probably this rivalry game that's a pretty safe assumption and I can't blame you. Those are some uh, some pretty good choices there, Ryan. Uh, thanks for calling in, Ryan, unless you have anything else. Nope. Uh, thank you so much, TJ. It's been an absolute pleasure to call you every Saturday. And uh, will there be a call-in show after the bowl game? There absolutely will. Full production for the bowl game. You'll hear from me then. Have All a right. good night, TJ. Sounds good, Ryan. TJ. Thank you. For those listening, yes, full production, full tailgate show, full call-in show after the bowl game. Whatever the bowl game is, we'll know a week from tomorrow, probably, or Monday, I think, what the uh, what the final call-in show. We got a line open now. It is lit up, but first, let's go to Tyler on the Downward Dog phone line. Got a lot of calls to get to tonight. Tyler, good evening. Hello, TJ. I'm just going to quote one of the greatest radio calls of all time and say, I don't believe what I just saw. Yeah, me either, Tyler, me either. It was, it was, uh, it was pretty... Pretty insane, got to say, in terms of a neutral viewing for a football party, uh, f- for a football game. I haven't seen many games like that. I really haven't. All right. So I'll get the negative stuff out of the way first. I do agree with Ryan on the referees. They were terrible, not just with the spots, but they also allowed that first down pass to be counted as a catch on the left side as, as a result of those spots. I also thought several conning penalties go uncalled. Remember that uh, the unsportsmanlike conduct offsetting penalty where the Beaver was trying to get away? That was a cop-out. And there were several times down right in front of me where the Duck defender was tackling the Beaver out of bounds and they weren't throwing any flag on it. So it's not just the squad. These guys were bad. The whole Pac-12 officiating tree needs to be ripped up thrown in the Pacific Ocean, and then start again. That, that's what needs to happen. Yeah. And until they do that, then the officiating will continue to suck. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, let's see. I, 
I I tend to follow Twitter while I'm watching the eh, watching the game with several beat writers, and they were all saying in the third quarter it felt like Oregon State had quit. But I think there's so, been so, there's been something special about Reeser the past couple of years, especially since Jonathan's gotten his uh, full compliment, and it kind of seems to have like given them a uh, second wind. I mean, like there's just something eh, something about like the uh, way the uh, mm, the construction is going and the way the noise is like inspire earning the team. I don't know what it is, but I mean I appreciate the fact that the fans stayed engaged even when it looked like thirty one ten. I will also say that I put on sunglasses when it was thirty one ten just to see if I could change things up and I didn't dare take them off the rest of the uh, half. <laughs> well credit <laughs> to you, Tyler. I think Jonathan should have should have brought that up in his post game. I think he might have forgotten about that part. Um yes. I'll give credit because a more fair weather fan base talking about my alma mater would have left at 3110. I'll tell you that much. They would have they would have been gone and they would have gone some, somewhere else. I do give the fans credit for staying engaged, staying loud and giving the Beavers the energy they need to help get back in the game. You're right there. Speaking of fair weather, uh, your fair weather fans, I keep seeing a tweet that apparently uh, Dillingham is all but done. Yep, it's done. Yep, he's probably on a plane there right now. Uh, I do want to point out something that we haven't talked about, and I'm going to like say on this particular thing, Phil was right this morning. The special teams played a major role in this turnaround. There was a, a block. There was a block punch, but in the second half, there was that return with a 15-yard penalty tacked on, and. They also got that must punch that set them up in first and goal, and those were like major plays as far as getting the Beavers back in the game. I yeah, I don't know how much that muffed punt was courtesy of the Beavers, but um, they did a great job of capitalizing on that, scoring on a touchdown. I, I'm not sure what the Oregon punter was doing. Uh, probably was looking up instead of catching the ball. Maybe his hands were cold too. But those big plays, yeah, like, those two big plays, Tyler, you're right, were huge. Absolutely. And Silas, you like and if you're talking, you si- one more thing, one more thing, one more thing, one more thing, one more thing. But Silas Bolden as well, excellent on kickoff returns today. He gave the Beavers multiple great starting spots on kickoffs. Yeah, agreed. So a couple more things, and I'll let you go. I know you've got a huge volume tonight. Um, so let's see. I'd just like to point out, Every one of Oregon State's non-conference opponents has either won their league or is going to play for the right to win their league fairly soon. I'm also curious about, like, we know US, the, the USC game is, is uh, pivotal to the bowl, but I was curious if you know what, like, the bowl matchups are. I don't know if you want to get into that right now, but I'd like to hear it at some point. Like the and I'd also like. And I'd also like to address all of my uh, Eugene Springfield Duck fans who were telling me, oh, look how nice and cute Oregon State's been all year. Like, well, I'm going to go root for the Huskies now because that's going to knock the Oregon out of the Pac-12 title game. So when you, like, uh, let's see, are relegated to a not-so-major bowl game, just remember it was us that put you there. Have a good <laughs> night, Duck fans. <laughs> Excellent call, Tyler. Thanks for calling in. Yep, she gets easy. All right, thanks, Tyler. We'll talk to you when bowl game season rolls around. 
Apple Cup tonight, I think it's started. That'll be a good one to watch when I get home. Huskies and Cougars from Pullman. I hope it's not snowing there in Pullman, Washington. Let's take our first break of the evening. We got a lot of calls to get to tonight. If you want to call in, there's a line open now, 541-497-5356. We got some texts to see as well on the down uh, the University Honda text line, the Downward Dog phone line, 541-497-5356. It's going to be a long show tonight. We got plenty of time to hear you out on the Beavers' 38-34 rivalry game win over the Oregon Ducks. Let's take our first break. Back after this. On 1240 Joe Radio. Come visit the OSU Beaver Store, the official store of Oregon State University. Their nonprofit stores are run by a passionate team of fellow OSU graduates and Beaver fans and are proud to carry the largest and best selection of Beaver gear from all the top brands. Renew your Beaver spirit and shop their stores today or go online at osubeaverstore.com and keep your dollars on campus. The OSU Beaver Store, supporting student success since 1914. And go Beavs! The Inkwell wants to help make your life a little better. Relax in a comfy, stressless recliner or pamper yourself with luxurious bath and body items. The Inkwell has kitchenware to help you eat healthier and journals to make you more mindful. The Inkwell has been an Oregon shopping destination for over 50 years. Stop by and explore what's new. The Inkwell on 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. Always something different, always something good. Back at our KEJO studios, the Sherwin-Williams Beaver postgame call-in show on 1240 Joe Radio. TJ Matthewson with you in studio. Dale Hummel helping out on the phone lines. If you want to get in on the action, text or call 541-497-5356. University Honda text line, downward dog phone line. Let's get to the University Honda text line a couple tie, uh, for a couple texts, and then we'll go right back to the phone lines. Uh, let's see here. Uh, this is from, it looks like right at the end of the game. Amazing. Awesome. Uh, comeback, but a Beaver fan, 54 years, best civil war ever. 126 years, 126 years. I don't think it's been called the civil war though. 126 years. Uh, likes this texture said, I think the first 30 years it was not, but regardless, I get the point. Thank you for the text. Uh, Brian from Corvallis. Appreciate it. Uh, told you it was duck season <laughs> with the uh, Bugs Bunny uh, thing for a different texture. Thank you for that. One of my favorite TV shows of all time. And it's always a good line. Be very quiet. It's it's duck season. I think I got that line close to right. CBB texts in with a couple of tweets. Uh, um, okay, that one was on the down marker. The other one was Wilner saying it was terrible. The rest of us media said that. Yes, as well. Thank you. Let's see. A question. Does this eclipse the 1998 Civil War win? My opinion, 98 still reigns. Still hadn't had a winning season. And Oregon was ranked 16. So he says, uh, CB, Mark and Tigard says, 98 is 1A, 22 is 1B. Joey, five picks, which is right. That is, um, that's uh, 2000, correct. I believe I have it right i think remember not an oregon state historian but i believe that's 2000 right thank you for that mark and tiger thank you for those rankings it is really hard to rank this because this game was so awesome but there have been a lot of good games in this rivalry but this one has to be pretty close to the top 541 number texan 
The officials are bad, but Gold Branson was worse. I'm not going to spend this show criticizing Ben too much because they won the game. But he wasn't good. He was not very good. I said Ben needed to play well to win this game. He didn't play well, and the Beavers still won. Going to want more out of him in the bowl game. And we got to keep saying that. And this quarterback position is open for next year. It absolutely is. It will be open for competition. Let's go to the phone line. Who do we have first? Paul. Let's go to Paul on the downward dog. Phone line, Paul, good evening. Hey, good evening, TD. <laughs> Man, what a game. Uh, definitely 98 is number one, and this one definitely is number two. Uh, this is this is by far, uh, you know, our, our best defense as far as, these comebacks are are we've had we've had pretty good offenses before in the comebacks and, and like the overtime game but by far this is our best defense and I just we got to give Bray credit man he makes so many adjustments coming out in the second half and we are just so much better in the second half and I, I don't know I don't know what he does to make these guys get in the right positions I mean I don't think Bo Nix even had a uh, completed pass there in the in the fourth quarter because the, our guys were batting the balls down. I mean, they were just in the right place. And it, it's just so interesting to see how, how good the defense is playing. Yeah, it was really good. And I, I would say, like, an overall, Paul, I don't think it was a great performance by the defense. I mean, the, the reason they were in such a position to come back from this is because the defense was getting shredded, quite, uh, quite frankly. They were getting shredded early and, you know, first time for me in person seeing Oregon's offense, you know, the balance was really impressive and it was really given Oregon State a lot of fits. But the one quarter you needed to win, the fourth quarter, you're right. They absolutely did what they needed to. Oh, yeah. Three touchdowns in six minutes. I mean, how do you do any better than that? And and I give Ben Branson credit. He was great at handing the ball off. <laughs> yes, he was. He did. I, I, no one better in this game at doing that. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think a lot of the ducks went out of there with their tails between their legs. I mean, it was uh, they're going to be calling for Dan Lanning's head just for some of the calls that they made. Uh, and you know something? And look at our. I was I had never seen our defense in there with no defensive backs or safeties, and that's what we did on that last goal line stand. We had all linebackers and linemen in there, and we stuffed them, uh, except the fourth down play when they put the was that their, the rollout? Their that was the rollout, in. right? That was the rollout to the right. Yeah, yeah, that was the rollout when he he threw it into the ground in the end zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the first three uh, plays from scrimmage, we had no defensive backs or linebackers in there. Well, the the uh, the. Uh, the, the third down play, they actually split a guy way out to a, to the side of the field. You know where I where we were sitting, yeah. DJ. You were gone by then, and, and Jack Coletta went out and covered him. <laughs> yeah, and they did well. Enough. I just I thought Oregon's play calling down and that that sequence was a little puzzling, just a little bit. But regardless, it worked, and Oregon State won't complain about it. Our guys came through. I mean, they actually came when they tried to go wide. Like like. Uh, Jaden Grant made that tackle on Bo Nix. I mean, the same thing happened down there on that goal line stand. They tried to go around the end, and our guys stopped it before they got back to the line of scrimmage. It was just great, great defensive. We had the right play called at the right time. Made the plays when they needed to be made, and that's 
in the end, all that really matters there, Paul. Uh, what else you got? Well, exactly. And then uh, when we got the ball back, we ran it three straight times and got the first down. That's all we needed because Oregon was out of timeouts and the game was over. And, man, that whole offense knew that right away. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. We, we just couldn't be happier. And uh, I like the comment that the, the first caller made about Jonathan Smith. I mean, this team seems to – Jonathan Smith is so calm and collected, right, except when he's running down there to get a timeout when, it, when he has to. Um, you know, when our, our offense or our defense was so befuddled, they had 13 guys on the field and they didn't know what they were doing. And Jonathan had to run down and get that, that defensive timeout so we didn't have too many men on the field. But, yeah, he's so calm and cool. And I think that our team kind of feeds off that, too, as far as not getting – down, you know, and just keeping their cool and keeping their head in the game. Yeah, yes, a- absolutely. And, you know, he's level-headed, too. He's, he's good to the media, to us, uh, in press conferences. Not, never never going to try and blow you off for a question as well. So I think overall, I mean, really, uh, really appreciated of Jonathan. And he's built something very, very special and something yeah, I know you guys very much appreciate uh, from him as well, and I'm happy for you all uh, with that. And what, is, what a great send-off for our seniors, too. I, that's a huge senior class, too. I mean, and and what a great bunch of guys. Yes, absolutely. A, a fantastic group. I'm happy to see them out. And they're, they're probably, you know, <laughs> that it, this day couldn't go any better for them, Paul. And this is, this is Jonathan Smith's first recruiting class, I believe, too, isn't it? Uh, yes, I believe so. Yep, I believe you're correct. All right, man. Hey, have a good one. We'll talk later. All right. Appreciate it, Paul. Always nice hearing from you. All right. Always good to hear from Paul. Uh, A couple texts coming in. Just a couple I want to get to. Uh, One noting, in case I didn't know, the radio signal faded out almost completely during the postgame show. Yes, we do. Uh, That is a tower issue. So... For me, sitting here in studio, nothing really I can do about that. Thank you for the text on that. Another one I wanted to point out before we get back to the phone lines. Uh, I believe now we have both phone lines full, but the phone lines will be open all night. 541-497-5356. The Downward Dog phone line, the University Honda text line. ESPN stats at Oregon State at 205 rushing yards before contact. (laughs) That is a lot. 205. Out of, where's the total? 268. That's really good. Great job for the offensive line. And you could probably just go back and cut up some highlights and just watch Oregon State push the Ducks off the ball. Just blast them. Such a good group. Such a good unit. Who's next on the phone line? We'll, we'll go to one more call and then we'll take a break. Roscoe on the phone line. Roscoe, good evening. Hey. Boy, after the way the morning started, that certainly was a fine outcome. Wasn't it? <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah, we were uh, we were scrambling <laughs> a little bit in the, the morning. Beginning to be postponed or something. Right, we were a little worried too. They told us three o'clock, and we we're all looking around like three. No, there's a game at twelve thirty, right? And they're like, oh. yeah, it's pitch dark <laughs> in the bookstore. <laughs> yeah, but okay. thankfully, thankfully, we got an hour of pregame, and that was good. Well, you know, being an old Beaver fan, I'm used to them losing. And, you know, it's just water off the uh, duck's back, as they say. I knew they'd pull it out. I was I was rooting for them the whole way. It was a classic, outstanding game. Just incredible. 
Incredible is a good way to put it, Roscoe. Yeah. Um, for my brief Oregon State tenure, I will say this is probably number one, but I know you guys have a lot oh, yeah. more, a lot more to dig into and compare this to, which yeah, this happiness is, is the option right for you guys to do that. Top and yeah. I've got to challenge all real Beaver fans to inundate, and I mean swashbuckle admin and the athletic department with change it back to the the Civil War. This, this is just nuts trying to come up with another name for it because no one's ever going to change. Well, That's all I got. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't, I, I, they have not, you're right, they have not decided on anything else in now two years. But well, we, need to, nothing. we need to not comply and we need to contact them. Letters, emails, phone calls, and say enough is, enough is enough. All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> you guys are more than welcome to do that. Uh, what else you got? Yeah. Thank you for the platform. Yes, of course. Always happy to provide that for you, Roscoe. Well, I can't wait to talk to you after the uh, bowl game. Sounds good, Roscoe. Look forward to hearing from you. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you, Roscoe. Always good to hear from Roscoe. Heard from him. Oh, he, he, uh, like what? Walmart Steve Priest? Roscoe, is that a good name? Because someone called him Steve Priest last week, and I just remembered that, and I hear it again, and I can just hear his voice in my ears. That's good. We got one line open if you want to call in, 541-497-5356, Downward Dog phone line, University Honda text line. Let's knock out a break. We come back, we'll get to more texts and calls. You're on the Sherwin-Williams Beaver Postgame Call-In Show right here on 1240 Joe Radio. Dave's Performance Hybrids is the Willamette Valley's Prius experts and your Toyota dealer alternative. At Dave's Performance Hybrids, you'll not only get the best value for your dollar, you'll also get an auto expert every time you come in. Dave's has over 140 years of combined experience under one roof and was voted the best auto repair shop in the Valley by Willamette Living Magazine. Check out Dave's satisfied customer Google reviews and trust your next service or repair to Dave's Performance Hybrids. Off I-5 and Highway 20 in Albany, If you are a veteran and live in Lynn County, there are benefits and services available to you at Lynn County Veterans Services. You've earned them. Use them. Call 541-926-3882 and take advantage of what you've earned. Home loans, disability compensation, health care, transportation, and more. Lynn County Veterans Services is here to help you. If you are a veteran and live in Lynn County, call 541-926-3882 and thank you for serving your country. Lynn County Veterans Services, serving our local veterans. This is Mike Parker for Evenflow Plumbing, your trusted award-winning plumber for the Mid-Valley. Evenflow specializes in complete plumbing and drain cleaning solutions for residential and commercial jobs. They treat your home like it's their home, and their flat rate pricing means no surprises at the end of the job. Evenflow takes pride in doing the job right the first time. Just call 541-738-8853 for all your plumbing needs. When you need a pro, go with the flow. Evenflow Plumbing. Here on the Sherwin Williams Beaver postgame call-in show. That's what I was waiting for, waiting for the beat to drop here on the Sherwin Williams Beaver postgame call-in show on 1240 Joe Radio. TJ Matthewson with you in our KEJO studios in Albany. Dale Hummel in here helping out on the phone lines. 
The Downward Dog phone line, University Honda text line open and awaiting your calls, 541-497-5356. Both lines occupied right now. We'll get to those calls here in a second. Let's get through a couple of texts here. Do we have a name on this text? Because I do love it. Alex from Grants Pass suggests that Michael Mothershed and the guy today, both Pac-12 officials, be chucked into the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> Not the worst idea in the world. Not the worst idea in the world. I like that, Alex. That's a good text. Thank you. Josh, uh, I think this is Josh from Sherwin-Williams. Yes, it is. Thank you for hosting the post-game show. Can't wait to sponsor one more big game. Go Beavs. Thank you, Josh. Appreciate you tuning in. Appreciate you sponsoring us here on the Sherwin-Williams Beaver post-game call-in show. Uh, Tyler texting in uh, 7.30 kickoff for the Apple Cup. Washington wins. Utah goes. Sorry. Yes, if Washington wins, Utah and USC next week. Looks like one of the lines just opened up. We had a call drop off. So if you want to call in 541-497-5356, the line is buzzing already. How about that? If Washington State wins, Oregon goes to the Pac-12 championship on a somber note because of this outcome tonight. Thank you for that, Tyler. One more from the orange one while Dale uh, tries to hear the person's name. I'll talk a little bit quieter so we can hear it. Apple Cup at 7.30 from Orange 1. Stanford versus BYU starts even later. 8 o'clock. Yes, I saw that. That was good. All right. Phone lines are both occupied. Who's first? Merle's first. Merle's first. All right. Let's go to the downward dog phone line. Merle, good evening. Hey, TJ. <clears throat> okay. The Ducks out hit the Beavs the first two-thirds of the game. Uh, that was really depressing being in the stands around the Duck fans. But um, that last third, I have no idea where the Bees got the gas for that. Um, and, again, just Jonathan somehow has this culture um, that they're not going to go away. I've been waiting for that for many decades since Dennis. But um, I do want to say that um, Dan Lanning choked. I mean, yeah. if, I'm a, if I'm an Uck fan... I'm I'm gonna say okay, you made that bad fourth down call against the Huskies, but you're not gonna do that again, are you? Oh, I could not believe it. I, I could not believe it. That that was just a beautiful thing. Um, Jonathan was really pissed at that unsportsmanlike both ways call. Did you notice him throw a few things on the sidelines and really get in the? I don't know which lineman's ear or whatever. Did you notice that? I saw him pissed off at the spot. I didn't see him after that play. I was, I was as you can imagine, watching the fight on the field. <laughs> right. But anyway, that I, I'd like to know if anyone else saw that. I have never seen Jonathan that pissed on the sideline at, at, a, at a call like that. But by the way, I, mean, I am going to rank um, the 98 game was both 1A and 1B because the Bs won that game twice. Okay, the refs took away the first overtime play where the bees won, and they they threw a flag on it and penalized the bees. So that's actually two victories in '98. Um, this one's up there, but I would also say the 2004 victory was huge because the Ucks were saying that they were going to have their 11th straight winning season, 
they had a, a, a campaign, a marketing campaign for that year, and the Beavs beat them to put them at five and six and end their season. So, anyway, TJ, appreciate uh, what you're doing. It's just awesome. See ya. Yeah, of course. Thanks for the call, Merrill. Always uh, appreciate hearing there on the Downward Dog phone line. Who is, who we got? Brett. All right, let's go to Brett on the Downward Dog phone line. Good evening, Brett. Hi, good evening, gentlemen. What a game. First off, seminal victory for Jonathan Smith and the Beavers. Uh, if we're going to turn the corner and we're going to compete with the Ducks, this is a game we got to win. And we did. And I think the fans stuck through it with half a stadium. Uh, it was a performance that we needed and we delivered on. With the, with the quarterback, let's be honest, he's not our franchise quarterback, but he's a guy that got the job done. And we brought running backs to the table. Unfortunate to see a late, you know, end of the game challenge for our future star, but to see Fenwick, Sean Fenwick come in, almost like Garrett Blunt-like circa 2009, to dominate the end of the performance. Oh, that was what we all needed as Beaver fans. So let's just sit back and take a look at Jonathan Smith and what he has built here. It's a serious turn in football history in the state of Oregon. This is no longer uh, a question of whether, oh, the Ducks are the best team in the league. No. It is now going to be Beavers Ducks every year. Let's go. And we have a momentum that is so important. The momentum is key. We have half a stadium tonight. Half a stadium. And blew them out. And we came back when no one thought we could win, and we did. And this is what it takes to turn a program into the next level. I'm so proud of our guys. I'm so proud of Jonathan Smith. I'm proud of everybody up and down. So thanks for hearing me. And I really want to just give everybody a shout-out in Beaver Nation. Just representing. That was good. <laughs> well said, Brett. I couldn't have said it any better myself. That was uh, that was poetic. You got anything else? No, I, I you know I, I have a lot more, but I mean, let's let's. I know you got other callers to get to, but I think an important thing is to 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 believe in your team. Number one, don't fall for the advertising and the docs are always better than it. No, we're lunch pail. We always need lunch pail. That's what fevers are. We come to the table. We don't give up. And that's what's going to win the day in the end. Go, Beavers. We love you guys. Beaver Nation. And let's go. We're going to go to the Rose Bowl, and we're going to win the national championship before the Ducks do. <laughs> I love it. Thanks for the call, Brett. All right. That's good. Wow. That was great. Both lines open. If you want to call in, 541-497-5356. I love the passion. I love it. Downward Dog phone line, University Honda text line on the Sherwin-Williams Beaver postgame call-in show, 541-497-5356. Again, both phone lines open if you want to call in here on the 
Sherwin Williams Beaver post game call in show. Texter asking any way to get a replay of the rivalry game broadcast. Uh, you could probably just go onto the varsity app, I believe, and they have the whole game archived. Um, Tim and Corvallis asking about that. So, Tim, I believe the varsity app has everything you need there for a full re- uh, a full game uh, replay, I believe. So go check that out. Let's see. Texter here. Pat Hill. Is it Pat? Is this Pat? No. No, it's not. Okay. Just mentioned Pat Hill twice on here. Okay. Unnamed texter uh, about the Beavers rushing for 205 yards before contact. That was good. Yep. Okay. 971. Uh, Doug from Salem. That was a great, the greatest Civil War comeback ever seen. Been watching them since 75. Sitting at my table and my sports bar was just so sad. No, I have to suffer through the rest of this game in the last 25 minutes, but I always stay. I stayed for the whole game. Such a great win. Thank you for that, Doug. Text here on the radio signal fading out almost completely during the postgame show. Again, nothing I can do there. Uh, not connected to the power outage. You're, yeah. So the, these notes, the show on the stream was loud and clear. Yes. Different, uh, <laughs> different things. One goes to the tower, one goes straight to the internet. So it's a different, uh, it's a different couple of things. So uh, some good text messages. Again, both phone lines open, 541-497-5356. I'd love to hear where you rank this Civil War rivalry game on your personal Mount Rushmore of Civil Wars. It was awesome, an awesome environment today. I loved the the giveaway for the students. The hat? I wish I could have gotten one of those. We didn't get any of those at ASU. We got, I don't think, we never got any hats. Always got shirts. So I'm kind of jealous in that that sense. One guy eventually had like 10 or 15 or 20 hats stacked on top of his head, which I thought was really funny. And I honestly, Yeah, I honestly don't know how he balanced that. That was pretty good. Uh, Texter asks, where do we find the Varsity app? You could just look it up in the App Store. They make it pretty easy to find. Um, or you could just go on Learfield's website. They'll guide you right to it. It's their streaming their streaming platform. We have our streaming platform, as wherever you might be listening to, on KEJOAM.com or on Terrestrial Radio 1240 Joe Radio. Let's take a break. We come back. We have another caller. We still have a line open. So if you want to call in, now's the time, 541-497-5356 on the Sherwin-Williams-Beaver postgame call-in show. Back after this on 1240 Joe Radio. After today's big game, it's time to celebrate with Abby's Legendary Pizza. For nearly 60 years, we've been the go-to place for families and teams celebrating all the big plays and great memories. And this season, you can celebrate with Abby's anywhere. Name the spot and we'll deliver legendary pizzas, chicken, salads, and everything you need to feed your team. Order now at abbeys.com and we'll see you after the game. Abby's, a legendary pizza tradition this and every season. Hey, this is Jake with Hyundai of Albany, inviting all of you to our Black Friday Winter Sales event going on now until the end of the month. We are offering 0.9% financing on 10 different models like the award-winning Kona and the all-new redesigned Hyundai Tucson. Act now and get $2,500 off of all of our Kona EVs in stock. Receive three years complimentary maintenance and America's best warranty for 10 years or 100,000 miles. 
Come visit Hyundai of Albany now or visit us online at HyundaiofAlbany.com to save big this holiday season. The outside to the left and jogs in. Touchdown, Beavers! It takes a team effort to score a touchdown. The same is true if you need some advice with personal or business tax planning, monthly business bookkeeping, or just need some help with strategy. With over 45 years in business, the coaching staff at Tax and Wealth Management in Corvallis can help. See David Mendenhall, Bill Heck, or Robert Berry. They have the experience you need to execute the game plan and score a touchdown every time. Visit taxandwealthmanagement.com and get into the game. Touchdown, Beavers! Back here on the Sherwin-Williams Beaver postgame call-in show on 1240 Joe Radio, TJ Matthewson. With you here in studio, two callers lined up. We'll get to them in just a second. Something did catch my eye, though, on the text line. TJ, check this out. And it seems like an Oregon Duck sucker punched a student on the field. Now, that's just, I know emotions run high after the game. But I'm looking at this, and I'm not going to pot up the sound or anything because I don't know if anyone cusses in it or not, and I I like my job, so (laughs) we're going to just keep it silent. But I'm watching this, and I'm trying to – I'm looking at it. So it looks like the student, I think, might have saluted him, or he probably said something, I'm going to guess, as he was walking past. And the duck, I think it was DJ Johnson, punches him in the back of the head. (laughs) Wow. It is an emotional game, but you got to keep your emotions in check. That's not a good look. Not a good look for the Ducks. (laughs) Let's go back to the phone lines. Who's first? Brian. All right. I'm not sure if this is the same Brian who called in earlier, but we will go to this Brian here on the Downward Dog. Phone line. Brian, good evening. Hey, TJ. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. Yeah, I've been a Beaver fan for 54 years. Best. Civil War game ever in the history. Okay, we have a we have a winner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I can't argue with you, Brian. You know it better than me. Incredible. Have a good night. All right. Appreciate the call, Brian. Short and sweet. Sometimes that's the best one. Who's next on the Downward Dog phone line? Shane. Shane. All right. Let's go to Shane here on the Downward Dog phone line. Good evening, Shane. Good evening, sir. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm an Uber driver out here in Corvallis, and I just tuned into the show first time listening to you guys. And I've been, I was born and raised in Washington. So to me, a good year is when the Huskies beat the Ducks and the Beavers beat the Ducks. That is a (laughs) fantastic year. This game was amazing. I've given plenty of the OSU Beavers a ride in my car, and I have not had one bad experience with any of the Beaver students That's for fan- the football team. That's fantastic to hear, Shane. Fantastic. And I just, I'm a, this, this year was, I, I had a feeling that, I was hoping they, that the Ducks would have lost to Utah because it was looking like they, with the loss to Washington, go to Utah, who's beat them twice last year, was going to lose to them again, and then come come here and lose to the Beavers, which would have been an amazing year for the Beavers, because that would definitely put them over the top of the Ducks. 100%. 100%, Shane. What else is on your mind? 
Well, that's it. That's all I got. You know, you be with that. Oh, we got well, we got to use You guys have a good night. <laughs> Thank you, Shane. I think we got in a, uh, at the beginning of a uh, about of an Uber ride, so I hope they get where they're going safely. And to those uh, in the car, if they're listening, hello, welcome to the uh, Sherwin Williams Beaver Post Game Collins Show. Thanks for tuning our way, Shane, uh, from wherever he might be in Corvallis. Both phone lines open five four one four nine seven fifty three fifty six on the Downward Dog phone line. The University Honda text line. Let's get to that text line. Some texts have been leaking in as the show has gone on. Todd and Corvallis. Beavs overcame themselves, the Ducks, and the referees. Is there any more adversity than that? I don't think so. So we can just relate that to a text that came in a little bit later. The Ducks projected at the end of the third quarter to win 98, uh, their win probability, 98.6% at the end of the third quarter. Yikes. That's bad. That meltdown is as bad as the stock market this year, David. Yeah, thank you for that, David. Good analogy. I like that. Good win for the Bees, says another texter. Uh, a lot of bad hits by the Ducks that were no calls. Cheap shots. All right, thank you for that. Tyler texting, wonder about the bowl matchups. Who would we play in San Diego? I haven't done the research on that, Tyler. Uh, Vegas or El Paso. I know El Paso would be an ACC school. I know Vegas would be an SEC school. I think San Diego's Big Ten, but I'm not sure. I think that might rotate. But you can I'd give it a Google, Tyler, because that Google would probably know better than me. How do the Beavers keep Martinez and Griffin away from the transfer portal and NIL deals? Joe from Grants Pass. It's a great question. I'd say number one, get them NIL deals here. Step two. Keep that bond with the coaching staff, which I'm sure they have. But the collectives here do their part, and the coaching staff does the rest to convince them to stay here. I think that's the important thing. Odds are, I think one of them might go. Well, of any of these running backs in in the room, it's it it just might happen. There's only one football, but if the collectives do their job and prioritize them, I think they would be fine. So that's my short answer to that, Joe. Thanks for texting in. Another texter texting in, DJ Johnson, sucker punching a fan. I just saw that. So that was a cheap shot. <laughs> that was a, it was not a great look. I remember that happened on the Palouse, USC and Washington State, uh, I think five years ago now. And the guy who got punched was one of my, uh, a, uh, not, I guess, a friend of my friend. So I don't even think he could say mutual friends. Not a mutual friend, but a friend of a friend who got punched. Who we got on the Downward Dog phone line? Different Brian. Different Brian. Okay, we will go to Different Brian on the Downward Dog phone line. Brian, good evening. Hey, good evening, TJ. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing excellent. I mean, it's a Civil War victory. Oh, absolutely. Uh, can't complain. I had, I had two things I wanted to speak to. One, uh, we talked earlier, I forget which caller, about you know where Jonathan is on this trajectory and what it means. Last week, I texted my friends. It was a big victory to overcome being a road favorite, um, down six, seven injuries. And I was down there in Tempe, 
never had a worry in my mind about that game. That's a, that's a big move in a program to move from where we used to be um, on the road to being able to win. And then in this game, I turned to these same friends and I was like, wouldn't it be nice to be able to overcome just your boneheaded mistakes? Uh, Oregon had been a terrible fourth and three call when they ran the fly sweep. I don't know why you want Dillingham, by the way. Um, and then a fourth and 13. Well, seen her? Why would you ever run that play? And then you got that blocked punt. And they were overcoming that. You know, the Ducks were up on us by 21. And I was like, man, it'd be great to overcome that. Lo and behold, we overcame the, our own boneheaded mistakes, two terrible interceptions, um, some poor, interesting calls. Um, this program is, is in a different spot. And in five years, Jonathan has made us relevant, impactful, um, and just completely uh, a new program, given new life. And here we are going to be probably a top 15-ish team, a chance at 10 wins. So uh, very excited. Yes, very exciting. Uh, very exciting indeed, Brian. Yeah. Um, got anything else? One on the, on the top uh, Beaver games, um, my career at Oregon State, I never saw us beat the Ducks. I saw some atrocious um, games. Um, 20... 16, I believe it was, we ended the game kind of similar to this game. Uh, we ran it, the ball 13, 14, 15 straight di- game times in pouring down rain. It was the first time I saw uh, the Beavers beat the Ducks. And so for me, it's a special one. I'm not going to rank it one, two, three, or four, but it was a very special one. I think a lot of callers and a lot of listeners can relate your first time in person seeing you beat your rival uh, as a special moment especially when you just break their will by running it down their throats. Kind of like this game will be for a lot of people. Uh, this one broke the Ducks' will. And, you know, honestly, we did what WS, WSU couldn't do. We came through and we beat the Ducks. And we showed up and that locker room is going to be a mess tonight. Oh, without a doubt. Sure. Without a doubt. Yeah, and I'd imagine a lot of people in that student section say this Colin show still exists 10 years from now might have similar thoughts to you saying for 2016 like this one was as well. Yeah, thank you, TJ. Keep up the great work. All right, appreciate it. Thanks for the call, Brian. With that, we'll take our last break. If you want to jump in on the Downward Dog phone line, now would be the time to do it. 541-497-5356. We do have both lines available here on the Sherwin-Williams Beaver postgame call-in show. Of course, more time for some texts as well. We'll go as long as there's demand. Back after this break on 1240 Joe Radio. Dave's Performance Hybrids is the Willamette Valley's Prius experts and your Toyota dealer alternative. At Dave's Performance Hybrids, you'll not only get the best value for your dollar, you'll also get an auto expert every time you come in. Dave's has over 140 years of combined experience under one roof and was voted the best auto repair shop in the Valley by Willamette Living Magazine. Check out Dave's satisfied customer Google reviews and trust your next service or repair to Dave's Performance Hybrids. Off I-5 and Highway 20 in Albany, online at davesperformancehybrids.com. If you are a veteran and live in Lynn County, there are benefits and services available to you at Lynn County Veterans Services. You've earned them. Use them. Call 541-926-3882 and take advantage of what you've earned. Home loans, disability compensation, health care, transportation, and more. Lynn County Veterans Services is here to help you. If you are a veteran and live in Lynn County, call 541-926-3882 and thank you for serving your country. Lynn County Veterans Services, serving our local veterans. 
Come visit the OSU Beaver Store, the official store of Oregon State University. Their nonprofit stores are run by a passionate team of fellow OSU graduates and Beaver fans and are proud to carry the largest and best selection of Beaver gear from all the top brands. Renew your Beaver spirit and shop their stores today or go online at osubeaverstore.com and keep your dollars on campus. The OSU Beaver Store, supporting student success since 1914. And go Beavs! Sherwin-Williams Beaver postgame call-in show on 1240 Joe Radio. I see a text on the text line. Where are you seeing this sucker punch? Uh, I would probably just throw it into Twitter. Go look. There's some videos out there. Uh, he did hit the student in the back of the head. So I just Google, probably just Google DJ Johnson. I think it might pop up. Um, texture. Do we have a name on this texture? Click and see. Let's see. Do we have one? Paul. Oh, it's Paul. Uh, second, how much heat will the duck coach take for those dumb calls? Dan Lanning, uh, he still won nine games, so there will be an extent. I'm sure he'll take some flack. He'll, you know, answer it in his press conference, his next press conference, if they advance to the title game this week. But that's, you know, some guy's M.O., so that's what they'll live by. And as long as Phil Knight and company are happy with it, then uh, he'll he'll probably be okay. It's back to the phone lines. I believe Jim is first here on the – Downward Dog phone line. Let's go to Jim. Good evening, Jim. Yeah, yeah. Hi, this is Jim. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I, not too much I can add. Everybody said, uh, you know, what the game was like. But at, at the beginning of the fourth quarter, I was, um, let's see, how do I explain it? I, I, I was sick to my stomach, and I was going, oh, no, no, no. It just keeps getting worse and worse. But, you know, I've been a uh, uh, fan of Beaver Sports for I don't know, 50 years, I guess, and you never know what's going to happen. You can't give up until until the end, you know. So anyway, it was great, and I just wanted to uh, comment about um, changing the name from the Civil War to have something simple like the um, Oregon-Oregon State rivalry or Oregon State-Oregon, however they want to do it, rivalry. Um, It tells what it is and where it is. I've heard a few names that seem kind of off the wall. But anyway, that's my two bits worth. And uh, th- thanks for all your good work. And go Beeps. All right. Appreciate the call, Jim. They're on the University Honda text line. Merrill texted in asking about the uh, the phone lines. There is one open now, Merrill, if you want to call. 541-497-5356. Here's my thought on the name. It's going to be quick and concise. I just want them to choose something so I can stop having people complain about it. Just choose something. Pick anything and say this is what we are going with that's all i want just pick it and then we'll go and move on because you know what they still play the game and the game just happened and you all are very happy about it so that's what we should do 541-497-5356 i'll let dale answer that and then we will go to the phone line where i believe oh it is dave from tumwater waiting in the wings let's go to dave from tumwater up north on the downward dog phone line dave good evening uh, good evening, uh, TJ. Well, when I was in Omaha for that uh, Arkansas Finals, I thought I'd never see anything more improbable uh, than uh, than the Beavers' victory that night. And this this might not have beat it, but it's certainly in that class. Uh, I I thought there was little hope they could turn it around. I'd like to brag and say, oh, I knew they had it all along, and then I didn't really think that was the case. 
nonetheless happy they did. But I know that, you know, they, as, they, as the guy said in the postgame show, uh, to call a game as an instant classic has kind of gotten to be uh, a little bit of a cliche. But I know what I know an instant collectible when I see it. And those hats that they gave out to the students are in the category of an instant collectible. And the reason I know that, TJ, I was offering students 50 bucks a pop to get to sell me one of their extra hats, and none of them were, were, were going would, would part with them. So that tells bucks? me just, just a look, just a forward glance, TJ. Those hats, unless they're replicated, and like Jim Wilson said in the, in the postgame show, uh, it was um, it was a brilliant uh, promotional effort, but uh, you're going if they, unless they replicate it, you're going to see those hats pop up over the next fifteen, twenty, thirty years, and you'll and you'll do, and if you were at that game, you'll look at those hats and you'll say, "I remember where that hat came from. I was there that night." A lot of those hats will end up on mantelpieces and uh, museums and whatnot. Anyway, it was a, it was a it was a great game. Just wanted to offer those few thoughts. Fifth, a college student turned down fifty bucks for a giveaway. That's insane. Three of them did. That's insane. I would you you could have had it in a second from me, but I guess in their defense, <laughs> they realize how special the moment is and want to keep that. Uh, so and, I, and, I I can kind that, of respect it, but fifty bucks for a college student? Are you kidding me? <laughs> and, and that's my point, TJ, the fact that they would all, you, I, without hesitation, I mean, they didn't even think about it. They would turn down the money, tells me immediately how memorable this occasion was, how prized the possession those uh, 50-cent hats were. 50-cent hat, whoever, uh, Toyota paid for them, but they were more than, were worth more than 50 bucks after the game. That's all you need to know about how important that victory was. Absolutely insane. I'm gonna I'm gonna mull on that thought for tonight that people turn down that kind of money for that. That's crazy. <laughs> Got anything else, Dave? Well, just uh, in the, the all-time civil wars. I wasn't there. I wasn't a Beaver fan in '98. My son was going to school there, but it's not a game I was at. I would put this one A and one B with the 2000 game. There was more on the line in 2000. Possibly a Rose Bowl. Certainly a New Year's Day game. Uh, that that's that wasn't really in play here. On the other hand, just to play devil's advocate against my own argument, uh, in terms of the depth from which the program was is coming was coming prior to tonight, maybe the game was uh, was was very meaningful in that way as well. Equally to the two thousand game. Well said, Dave. Well said. Uh, okay, appreciate the call. Take care. All right, thank you, Dave. Always appreciate that. From Dave from Tumwater on the Downward Dog phone line. Who do we got next? Merle Jr. Merle Jr. Let's go to Merle Jr. and then you can answer that. On the Downward Dog phone line, let's go to Merle. Merle, how are you? Hi, CJ. So, um, many thoughts after this. I think the first thing, I, I have a confession. You know, Dave from Tumwater a few, few weeks ago said, are there two Merles? There are two Merles. Um one is Merle Sr. and one is Merle Jr. I would just I had to confess that usually Merle, Merle Sr. is during the week. Merle mm. Jr. is on the post game. Okay. So had to get that out there. Dave, Dave, Dave found us out, so I thought it was an appropriate time to confess after this victory. 
it's it, it's good that you did do that because other Merle could have said something and then you could have been accused of saying it. That has happened many times, um, for good or for worse, on both both times. So what I do want to get to, though, is so uh, my friend Brian from Corvallis, who called in earlier, him and I were we were on the ramp as we are every every game. You know the ramp that the opposing players walk down right. when they come from Gill. You know what I'm talking about? The one that keeps which me from best. getting to my car in the structure. <laughs> yes, <laughs> correct. Which is the best thing in college football, except it's going away. Obviously, with the new with the new side. And so this was the final ramp game. So I want to give you a little ramp report of okay. what I saw um, from the Duck players and the Duck coaches. All right. We got a few a few things that are just, you know, it's the typical Ducks kind of look uninterested. I mean, they got these five-star guys, and they're not a co- close-knit team um, when, they, when they're walking down. You know, they're not. All the best players are kind of by themselves. Noah Sewell has his own little entourage, and it's, and it's three or four guys that are standing around him when he's walking up and down the ramp, you know. Justin Flo is by himself. No, nobody wants to be even near him. I think it's a, I think he's kind of a cuckoo kind of guy. Um, a few we got the training staff full of some questionable character guys that are putting up two fingers in the air. You know, double fisting the two fingers in the air too. And and you know we're, we're keeping it clean. We're just saying, hey, kind of your shoes untied, that kind of stuff. Um, and we're getting double birds from guys. We're getting double birds from other players that just saying, you know, oh, you, you're you're playing for Dan Lanning, you know. Um, Dan Lanning walking down this ramp, I, he's just a weird guy. And I, I do want to say this and kind of give myself a little pat on the back, TJ. Beginning of the season after the Georgia loss, I called in and I said, Dan Lanning's a fraud. And I maintain he's a complete fraud, and it, and I hope they extend him for a li- I hope they give him a lifetime contract, um, because with the talent they have, they have not done anything great this year. Um, they they've shown. I mean, if they didn't have Bo Nix, imagine where they'd be. It's good. That's, and it's a good you point. know. It's just uh, they beat a lot of their best win is Washington State. Uh, yeah, I guess Utah at home, and Utah kind of stroked that one away. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. UCLA at home too. There, there are tough games. Yeah. at home. Yeah, there are tough games. Right home, and they're good at home, just like the Beats are good at home. You know, um, and I just I love Dan Lanning. He's my favorite guy out there, and I hope he gets an extension for life. I'm I'm worried about your hype on on Dillingham, TJ. I get your you have the PTSD from from Herm, but I'm a little worried about your hype. Because he looked uninterested. You know, I, I yelled at him when he was coming down the ramp. I said, yeah, you're already gone to ASU. And he kind of just smirked. And I was like, you're, you're not game planning for this game. And he didn't even hide it, you know. It was clear he was kind of uninterested. And then, you know, of course, Brian and I rushed to the ramp, you know, post game. And, I mean, they, they, some even worse reactions from some Duck players. And, and it's not – it's and, you know, obviously there's other fans kind of – doing some harsh language or some different types at him. So, you know, I, I get, I, I never want to get into that. I'm just like, man, you can't keep your cool, you know? And then I saw the sucker punch thing and, and there's guys crying up the ramp. I mean, I'm just like, I, it's kind of a, it was a shocking 
win for the Beavers to come back from everything that happened. And so I'm still kind of in shock personally. Um, but I think it kind of shocked their program a little bit. I mean, an implosion to the max of a Duck program that I haven't seen, you know, uh, since the Alamo, if you know my reference. There. Yes, I do. So uh, it's just I was shocked at it, and I really want to give props to the special teams. I've been hard on the special teams the whole year, especially the special teams coach. And, and Everett, I mean, banging that 50 yarder through, even that made a difference. Yeah, and absolutely. the special teams had just, they were around the plays. You know, I really think the guy dropped the snap because he was kind of scared of getting it blocked again. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That could, that was so, definitely a factor. And then it's like, it, it hurt not having Gould able to return punts. You know, I mean, that's kind of an understory. He, he didn't play. He's an explosive guy, you know, on our team. So, Anyways, I think for me personally, this is a top Civil War win um, because of the trajectory of our program versus the Duck program. I feel everybody's kind of said it and knows that the whole year they're a quarterback away from kind of taking that elite next step. And, and to win a game where, you're, where your quarterback probably plays one of the worst games um, you know, I, what do we have? 60 yards passing, two terrible picks. Is that what, that what the end of the, the line is, ended up being? That is correct. To, to beat a top 10 team at home like that, granted, Dan Lanning stroke moment, I mean, uh, borderline aneurysm, considering what, what happened on the field, you know, I'm not sure what was going through his head, if anything, um, on, on a few of those calls. But uh, this is a top sub war, and then to kind of break the ducks like this, where they're sucker punching guys. I mean, obviously it's a rivalry stuff happens, but I mean, come on, you know, uh, you're sucker punching guys. You're crying up the ramp. I mean, it was just a euphoric experience um, there. And, and it is a bummer because Andy from Mitchell is not available, right? He's, he's, he's in blackout mode from social media, text, everything. And he's watching the game recorded. Wow. So he was not able to join the fun. That's why he's not calling in. You know, he had the family photo thing. I think he shared that, <laughs> yeah, he you know, did. so he kind of went soft on it. Just the worst planning in the world for Andy and Mitchell. Maybe he's in the third quarter right now and he's feeling as down as possible. So he can remember, why did I decide to take family photos there? Merrill, that was a fantastic call. I really a plus sideline reporting. You would be a great reporter down there on the field. Oh, and, you know, that warms my heart, TGA, because I really, we really try as a, as a collective group um, to, get, to get these insights for you. Um, so the, the last thing I did want to comment on is, you know, the rest, missing calls, whatever, you know. But, TJ, we need to collaborate on a small business idea. And I know it's been thrown out there, but no one's executed it. They need a, a chip in the football yes. for spots. They have the money to do because it. Why not? <laughs> that is not a, especially when you replay it, that is not a judgment call when you're on a replay. You know, the, throwing a flag here or a flag there, or, oh, did you see the late hit or whatever, those are all judgment calls. You know, they're human beings. It's a judgment call. They're Whatever. They make terrible judgments. Who cares? At the end of the day, you can't, you can't there's no fact or fiction, you know, in that. But the spot of the ball, I mean, it's it's bad, TJ. Yeah. It's bad. They, the, what's the and, most annoying thing is college football and the NFL have the technology to do this and purposely still use 
two sticks and a 10 yard chain to measure. It's archaic. And I do want to point out another thing during the, you know, the linesmen and the, the PAC 12 linesmen come down the, the ramp as well. The officials come down as well. This is not a, this is a real statement. You know, every kind of someone were saying, go bees, you know, they're just, they're kind of trying to be non-biased, right? There is a linesman, not a official, but a uh, guy that runs the sticks, you know, came down, had a duck shirt on, zipped up under his Pac-12 garb. And I, mm. World Senior actually spotted it and said, that's a duck. And, I, and we were on it. That's a duck shirt. And he quickly zipped it up. And then his kind of buddies were giving, were rousing him a little bit. Then he comes back up, you know, pregame and kind of unzips and just, yeah, I got my duck shirt. I'm like, how is that allowed? How is that allowed that a linesman that's, I mean, granted, he's a chain mover, you know, he's a chain gang guy. How is that allowed that? I thought, you know, the whole crew is supposed to be impartial, right? You would think so. Yeah, you would think so. I, I, I It's a first for me. But anyways, great. It's a great win. And another player, Deshaun Fenwick, he came out of nowhere. He's been, he's had a rough season. Uh, being basically being supplanted, he had you know what an injury or whatever, mm-hmm. but he's been supplanted by a great back. And to see him come in like that and run with purpose, I mean, not go down on first contact, that was awesome, you know. And to just kind of he had the fresh legs and it really showed. And it's like this, you know, I do think either him or him or Jam will probably transfer it because of the playing time issue, right? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. to have, I hope, I hope it's not. I hope it's. Fenwick, not Jam. If I had to pick one, you know. Mm-hmm. But if we if we can have a Jam Martinez one two punch for a year or two more, you know, that'd be incredible. Um, and but, hey, may, maybe know. not none of them transfer because Jam and Fenwick are already two guys who have transferred yeah, and maybe don't want to do that again. True, it's true. The other thing is that Trey Lowe didn't play, mm-hmm. um, and I and I kind of want to ask: Are they going to are they trying to redshirt him? Because I know he, he had in? played in the first game and then two more games. Huh. And so this would have been the fourth, so he couldn't play in the bowl game. Well, he did play He did play each of the last, right, I think you mentioned last two weeks he did play six combined snaps, but he did get in the game. So technically that counts. So, I don't, you know, that's a good question, Merrill. He's got one game left, so we will, uh, we will have to see. And uh, speaking of transfers, another guy who transferred already. So... You know, I I don't know. It would depend if those guys want to uh, keep moving on. I thought we were going to see more of Trey Lowe today, but I was right. I mean, I was ready for it because he's a – I mean, that's a huge under under theme of the season, kind of losing him. He was our third down back. He was our swing pass back, and he's pretty good in space when he's getting an easy swing pass, you know. And a, um, and a good blocker so, on third down. Oh, excellent blocker, excellent blocker. So, and I do have one more nugget for you um, as far as the reporting goes. You, you got me on that, calling me a great reporter. Uh, did see Katana Ladapo after the game. And he's just, I mean, he's been under the radar as a great player who I think is going to be a great NFL player. I mean, the guy tackles in space and he can cover. And he, you can bring him on a blitz and he's reliable. I kind of jokingly said, are you going to come back for another year? Because, you know, he has that other year, but he went through the senior day. And then he totally was honest, and he goes, nah, nah, man, and he was laughing. But so I just took that, and I was like, all right, senior salute, even though you're not a senior. 
Zlatan Oladapo will be will be uh, parting ways with us, unfortunately. Well, good thing the defensive good for back, him. yeah, just good thing that. the defensive back group though, Merrill is as deep as it gets. So they got let that. And we got to. we got Alton Julian kind of sitting sitting out this season, who I thought was was our best safety last year, and he's you know been hurt the whole year. So I mean, it sets up well. But I mean, I just love Katana Oladapo and. A walk on. I mean, the whole Beaver story is a good. It's similar to a Jaden Grant guy, but just the Beaver story of a walk on who's just become a stud, right? And will be in the NFL for sure. You know, and looking forward to watching him on Sundays, Merrill. That'll be fun. Excellent. Well, good luck with Dilly Dilly. Yes, um, <laughs> DJ. I I really hope the best for you. Um, however, I'm 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 worried just because you know accepting a job and then kind of coach, I don't know. It just raises fraud alert to me. He's only 32. So, you know, he's a young guy, not sure he can get the assistance, you know? Um, I mean, Dan Lanning's assistants, who, who are they? I don't even know who they are. I do know who they are, but they're, but they're irrelevant names and kind of throwbacks. And, and Tosh looked incredible to extend Tosh for life. He, he called an incredible. Do you think? <laughs> yeah, he did really loaded the box. So anyways, Appreciate you, TJ. Talk to you at the bowl game. All right. Sounds good, Merle. Always good to hear from Merle here on the Downward Dog phone line. Let's wrap it up and look at some the rest of our texts here on the University Honda text line. Uh, texter Emily Texan heading back from the game. Incredible. Best comeback I've ever seen. Haven't won a game since uh, 2016, my last year attending OSU. And it was so amazing to see them finally beat the Ducks again. Saw the sucker punch online. Would love to hear what the Beaver fan said to the Duck player. He might have deserved it. Oh, well, that's, you know, not, not wrong again. Not, not, not totally wrong. Sucker punches are cheap, but not always unwarranted. Uh, let's see. Thank you for that text, Emily. 541 number. Oh, hi, Garrett. Okay, good thing for signing the off on that. Uh, so I can tell who it is. Where do you think we'll see the Beavers rank this week? Uh, 15-ish. I don't have the rankings up. I would say 15 would be a nice number, and you rank Oregon 16. I think that would be nice. Oregon State officially, Tyler says, has won every game as a favorite and lost every game as an underdog. That's good to know. Which means my record on picking games this year officially is 12-0. So as many of you, some of you know, some of you don't, I do occasionally write for BeaversEdge.com, the Rivals affiliate for covering Oregon State. We do our picks every week, and I finish 12-0. Coincidentally, picking the Beavers all nine times they were favored, picking against them all three times they were underdogs. So it's almost as easy as just going with the flow. Go with Vegas. They'll lead the way. Vegas was right. 503, I think this is Mar- Is it? Oh, Dan from Beaverton texting in. Let's see how many texts we got from today. Three. Such an incredible evening. Had given up hope. Just wanted to... Regain respect. The comeback was incredible. From agony to ecstasy. Thank you for that, Dan. And let's see. Jason in Eugene. Texting in on the officials. Duck shirt crew on the field is impartial. But chain crew comes from the local high school refing association. There we go. They shouldn't be wearing any team colors, but it could happen. Not a big deal. Merrill wants a final... uh, Please end this for the final word. Remember the Alamo. Yes, remember the Alamo. Merrill Jr., I like the new sign-off, Merrill. 
Who do we got? We have one last second caller. Andy made it in. I hope he finished watching. <laughs> Let's go to Mitchell, Oregon, and hopefully Andy is done with the recording. Hopefully it didn't get spoiled for him on the Downward Dog phone line. Andy, you caught the end of it. Good evening. Oh, what's going on, TJ? Uh, it's 31 to 10 right now. What happened? Oh, well, they lost, actually. <laughs> they lost. I'm just kidding. Just... Dillingham okay, left yeah. in the middle just of the third finished. quarter. Just finished. And, wow, what an absolute ride that was. Somehow made it through the photos, grinned and bared it, as they say. And I was close to a mental breakdown. Um down three scores, which is usually not in my character. I've, I feel like I've, I've grown a lot in that way over the years. Um, but, yeah, I almost uh, put my fist through the drywall, maybe even my head. But here wow. we are. And all I can say is Jonathan Smith completely punked Dan Lanning. He did. Yes, he did. He punked him. I mean, that was all. They overthought everything. And that's all it is. Jonathan Smith outcoached him. Um, I thought it was going to be a close game, thought it would be a Beaver win, but did not see it happening this way. Love that we only completed six passes and still put up, what, 38 points? So yep. that was fun. Yeah. Yes, that was. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I hope the photos turned out okay. Oh, they did. I think, I think they should be solid, but I was about halfway through realized that I didn't even really need to be there because with the technology these days, they could have easily cropped me in. Yeah, I think, um, and, yeah, I agree. And it, it really wasn't necessary for me to be there. So, you know, it was kind of a kind of a pain all for nothing. A lot of hoops to jump through. But um, I did just get back to my phone. It was in a drawer for six hours. Wow. And um, it's, it's a beautiful thing, TJ. Um, and I'm glad that you went undefeated on your predictions this year. I know. One of my prouder moments, I will say. I'm, that's going on my mantle whenever I get one. Yeah. No, I mean, that was phenomenal and john is going to love playing pocket schedule with you from here till kingdom come because you have earned your keep now i think when i picked the pocket schedule i don't think i was 12 and 0 on that but in the week to week yes yes i would say so. oh yeah and you don't have to put that on the resume we'll just tell no, everybody no, no, that no. you picked right. it one, one time in august and mailed it so right right, right, right. We'll, we'll just we'll give you the latitude there but yeah just had to call in let you guys know i did make it i survived what an insane ride, two out of three. So, I mean, we clearly own this rivalry at this point in time. And can you imagine, can you imagine putting that much into your program, the one down the road, and just getting punked by your in-state rival, only to be the second-best team in the state? That's just a tough scene. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Oh, it's good stuff, Andy, good stuff. Got anything else? Uh, I don't think so, TJ. I'm going to keep it short and sweet tonight. just wanted to call in, let everyone know that I am alive. I got a lot of those texts asking if uh, I needed help or if they should send someone. But I am here. I'm breathing. Go Beavs. Thanks to everybody who makes the call-in show awesome. And talk about a proof of concept. Go Beavs. That's good. Good way to finish it off, Andy. Appreciate the last-second call here on the Sherwin-Williams Beaver postgame call-in show. Just so funny. Put your phone away, watch the game on record, get through it fast enough, and then have to come here and check and make sure I'm still talking. And he made it just in time. I literally was about to click the button to send us out, which I'll do right now. Appreciate you all for tuning in. 
here on the final regular season game on the Sherwin-Williams Beaver postgame call-in show. We'll have another full production for the bowl game, whether it be the Sun Bowl, the Holiday Bowl, the Vegas Bowl. I don't know. We will find out uh, about a week from now on where the Beavers will be at the end of December. For Dale Hummel, I'm TJ Matthewson. Appreciate you all listening and tuning our way on the post-game call-in show. The Civil War has been won here in Corvallis. Beavers 38, Ducks 34. We'll talk to you after the bowl game right here on 1240 Joe Radio.